Hi guys, it's Emmett. <clears throat> I'm sitting here carving. You know, hear me carving uh, while I while I talk. Um, and I'm listening to a fantastic podcast called Cautionary Tales by Tim Harford, uh, a British economist. It's put out by Pushkin Industries, which is the production company of Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, and he has done a series of short episodes during the pandemic of essentially looking at the 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 situation with the pandemic and saying what is going on psychologically that sort of led to the situation as it is you know um the one i'm listening to right now is essentially about uh seeing a false alarm and and instead or seeing seeing something that's a cautionary tale and instead seeing it as a false alarm that then makes you feel like the thing is less likely to happen rather than looking at the close call and saying well that's clearly likely to happen and it got me thinking about uh he's talking a lot about preparedness and it got me thinking about uh talking about our own preparedness at our house this is something I talked about right at the beginning of the pandemic, but it's worth revisiting here. Um, because uh, one of the things, while we were not totally prepared um, for lockdown, we were uh, a little bit low on toilet paper and some other things. We, we largely were prepared for, for many situations. And this was because uh, we had lived through a tornado in our neighborhood a couple of years before. Um, which tornadoes are rare in Massachusetts to begin with. And for a tornado to come in February, uh, which is when it happened to us, uh, it's the only time in recorded history in Massachusetts that that's happened. So um, we had a tornado came right through our neighborhood, destroyed a bunch of houses. Uh, our house was one of the few that were spared. And, um, and it just made us aware of how while we live a life that is largely resilient in the face of sort of slower changes. Uh, we were not prepared um, to shelter in place, for example, for any length of time um, without really a lot of inconvenience and, and hardship. Uh, we just didn't have the stuff. And so... Uh, after the tornado, I kind of got obsessed with being prepared, and I fell down a pretty dark rabbit hole of prepper videos trying to educate myself about what we should maybe invest in to make sure that we had. Um, I managed to claw myself out of that dark hole after a couple months, but um, I, got, I got really obsessed, and we ended up spending probably a couple thousand dollars on supplies uh it's amazing how much uh stuff costs when you tally it all up um uh that would allow us to handle a number of different situations i'm not going to outline the situations that's what i did the last time but the point is that um you know one of the things that tim hartford uh lays out so eloquently in this is that um it is uh, there are so many times when we can see something coming and we convince ourselves that it is not 
something we need to worry about or take action on. Even if it's something that we worry about, it's not necessarily something that we take action on. And, um, and I think that he is right. I think had it not been for, uh, my sister who's a scientist and really saw, has sort of seen everything coming from several months more out than, uh, than the sort of the general public sense has been because she's tapped into the epidemiologists and all that. Um, and my brother-in-law who's a biostatistician and has been modeling coronavirus, you know, we've gotten sort of people who we trust have been saying to us for longer than the public has been saying sort of the next wave of like, you should be concerned about this. You know, this is the thing that you should be concerned about. And have you thought about this scenario? Um, uh, but even so, it, it, um, I think it's amazing how the psychology of it keeps you from really considering the ramifications of something. Um, and I'd like to say that, you know, I, I, uh, I'd like to pat myself on the back and say, you know, I did a good job of setting up my business so that it would be unaffected by this and that that was intentional, but, um, it was not intentional. I got lucky that my business happened to be largely based around selling things online and that that, and that I was in a position where that continued to work out. What I will say that I was good at doing is, um, looking at the broad array of what I do for a living and trying to diversify everything so that I can mitigate the risks of everything falling apart. Um, so, there's a number of scenarios where other parts of how I earn a living would spring into action more strongly and the things that are working out right now would fall to the wayside and those scenarios just ha aren't what happened. But I do think regularly about those situations and, and deliberately make choices of what to favor and how to spend my time with that kind of framework in mind. Um, so I think, uh, there's a couple things that I think are worth thinking about going forward. Here we are in this moment in time. Um, we can see that this fall and this winter are going to be potentially hard. Depending on where you live in the country, they'll be harder than others, obviously. But uh, just as a general whole, there's there we are in the middle of a second wave, and there's no real telling sort of how that's going to play out but we can make some sensible guesses about what we could do to prepare ourselves for that. So, um, it is unlikely that, uh, it is unlikely that it's going, that the, you know, shortages and stockpiles or problems are going to be the exact same thing, but you can, uh, uh, you can make sure that you are prepared for a number of different scenarios by just logically thinking through the situation. So, for example, uh, I'm making sure that my garden is in top production and is putting out as much food as possible going into the fall uh, so that, um, you know, should should we decide not to go to a grocery store or or become hard to get vegetables that we have as enough stuff, uh, sort of as much stored as possible in, in the ground, in the garden 
going into the winter and covered with, with greenhouse plastic. So um, that's a small thing, making sure that our toilet paper stockpile is back uh, topped up, making sure that uh, we have a supply of hand sanitizer, but then just thinking critically about, you know, what is going to happen with the economy and what can I do to make sure that uh, I'm going to be okay even if these different scenarios happen. I think um, a lot of what we've seen happening is people being slow to take something seriously as something that is going to dramatically change their lives and then thinking that it is going to go back to the way it was. Um, and, and I think we should be able to see by now that that is neither of those scenarios is true or going to be true um, going forward, that things are, you know, the things are, there's going to be a new normal. And, and what does that mean for you? Um, and each of these things is a very individual thing to think about. But I know that it's something that a lot of people are starting to grapple with as more and more people that I can see on my radar are starting to get laid off. Sorry, I had to talk to my wife there for a second. Um, so, uh, I guess the point is, um, you know, it, it drives me crazy when I hear people say that, you know, nobody could have seen this coming. And there's a certain group of people that say that, but the truth is that this pandemic was predicted as being highly likely to happen right on right on cue um and it's not that i saw it coming but looking at what has happened over the last 20 years in terms of SARS and MERS and swine flu and um and and looking at sort of the disaster preparedness that has happened under different uh, administrations and and in different governments, um, it's clear that this was something that people were assuming was going to happen sooner or later. Um, and so it, it does not help us to say, well, nobody could have seen this coming and you just got to roll with the punches. I'd say the, um, a much better lesson to learn is what are the, what are the real risks? And how can I structure my life to mitigate as many of them as possible? Um, and maybe that looks like choices that I've made in terms of where we live and, you know, what we have in our basement and how you structure your work life. And very much likely it, it just looks like what makes sense for you. Um, but I think preparedness has gotten a, a bad name in the sense that it if you are prepared for things, it feels like you are um, fringy and sort of prepared for things that are m maybe less likely to happen. Um, but I think you can establish a life that has a resilience to it so that you are ready to adapt and shift in many different directions as needed. And you can um, and you can be prepared for the short-term jolts to the system um, so that you gave, give yourself the time
to be able to make those adaptations. Um, there's one other thought that I wanted to share. Ah, can't remember it. Hold on, I'm going to stop this and come back with it. Oh yeah, the idea was about sort of having reasonable stockpiles of stuff, right? I think, uh, you know, here's a great example of, of what I'm talking about, right? Um, you need to have enough toilet paper in your house so that if you go to the store and don't find toilet paper, you'll be okay until the next conceivable time that you can go to the store and maybe find toilet paper. And it's not that you need enough toilet paper to survive for six months. It's that you need a reasonable amount so that you can have something, can have your plans change and not absolutely have to have something work out. Um, we figured this out. This is one of the, actually the, the most helpful, tangible things we figured out from the hurricane not the hurricane, the tornado that came through our neighborhood, was that we were operating with our pet food on a sort of run it right down to the hill and then go to the store at the last possible minute, sometimes having fed the cat, you know, dog food for a couple days because you just didn't have any. And that we realized with the tornado and how badly the roads were shut down, that was a stupid way to run our lives. Um that there were just times when you couldn't make it to the pet food store or the pet food store wasn't open. And we got lucky when the tornado hit um, in that we were sort of at the beginning of a cycle of a bag of food, so we were okay, but we recognized that here was a very clear... Jeez, I wish the rooster wouldn't be doing that. Here was a very clear place where we just didn't have the stockpile we needed to give us the elasticity of options um, for very reasonable things to expect. You know, it's not uncommon for a winter storm here to shut off power and, and close roads for a couple days. Um, so we got a couple trash barrels and we bought a couple extra bags of food. You know, we're talking 100 150 bucks to do that and we stuck it in the basement and I can't tell you how many times that slack in the system has been super helpful and we found ourselves using the bag of uh, pet food that was in the basement because we um, uh, because we just ran too close to the wire and we were able to open that bag and then go get two extra bags the next time around and replenish the stockpile so stockpiles are just a good idea in general in everyday life and if you can think about what are the parts of your life that would be beneficial to have a stockpile for um uh it's just going to give you more options later so the stockpiles can be money in the bank stockpiles can be you know uh, a garden in the ground stockpiles can be food in your pantry it can be gas in the gas tank um you know not letting your gas tank run all the way down to empty before you replenish it that's a stockpile uh and i find it really helpful to think in those terms because um because i don't know ever since the tornado i've been i've been jumpier and taking these things more seriously which i guess uh has been a, a helpful thing in the end um and i hope that you can figure out 
the way that it helps you as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.